Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is TJ Inman. And joining us shortly will be Matt Weaver of Peaks.com. Here to talk Indiana football and the recruiting season. We are eight days away from the early signing period. It's December 19th. Seven days if you want to uh, jump ahead uh, since it is almost uh, midnight, but 6 p.m. So, We'll welcome in Matt Weaver, talk about uh, visitors who were on campus this weekend, visitors who are planning to be on campus this weekend uh, or next weekend, and who might be uh, interested in the Hoosiers and how this class uh, may round out. Uh, We bring in TJ Inman. TJ, how are you this evening? Yeah, doing fine. Uh, Certainly wish we were still talking about – Indiana games, but still, this is a this is an exciting recruiting class to discuss. I know that um, you know Matt's going to bring a ton of insight. That it's always great to have him on, um, and you know share what he knows and what he can uh, what he can share about the class coming in. Uh, really, is quite a remarkable uh, group of guys that they've assembled so far, and might add to given. Um, you know, kind of the lack of uh, lack of resources in the program compared to our Big Ten brethren, uh, as well as um, results on the field the past couple of years haven't quite gotten where you wanted them to get. They've been close, but not quite there. Uh, but Tom Allen and his staff continue to recruit at a high level that gives you hope that that can, you know, turn around um, beginning next season. But, you know, as, as we've certainly uh, realize time and time again, you got to see that on the field, but uh, we can't really tackle those realities until next season. So for now, the best we have is to talk about the incoming guys, and that's exciting. Yeah, and before we get Matt on, TJ, I want to wish you and Amy a happy anniversary. It's been eight years. Uh, you've obviously yep. done things right enough, uh, well enough, that you could hop on a podcast on anniversary night. So I appreciate that, um, and uh, Amy, my best. Uh, but right now we're sure. going to bring in Matt Weaver. It's a high season for recruiting. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Matt. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. No Surviving. Another day, another dollar. Um, <laughs> but, we, you know, what uh, What happens if Fight Club stays, stays at Fight Club? Yeah. Uh, we can exactly. do a whole other – do a whole other podcast on that uh, if people were interested. Matt, I used to off a big recruiting weekend. Uh, they had uh, over a dozen a dozen guys on campus. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about uh, you know who were some of the bigger recruits on campus last weekend and and how those visits went. Well, I mean, as far as the uncommitted guys, the headliner was David Bell. Um, you know, everybody here in Indiana knows about him, the receiver from Orange Central, four-star guy. Uh, I talked, I spoke to David um, yesterday, and the visit went good. Um, you know, there's a lot of, obviously, a lot of uh, smoke and, uh, that Purdue is kind of his leader. Um, 
Um, and he just he basically, you know, he gave me the standard. Everybody's even right now. Uh, whether that's true or not, you know, it's hard to say. But he he had a great visit. He really liked it. Um, whether they did enough to catapult themselves up to the top, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But um, I don't know. I'm not sure there's much else they could have done to um, to impress him. I mean, it sounded like it was a great visit. Uh, Christian Williams, the four-star D tackle out of Memphis. Um, that's a guy the staff really would love to get. Uh, he also had a really good visit. He um, he's been to, I know he's been to. Um, I think he's been to Memphis in Minnesota, and then he goes to Mizzou this week. Um, so uh, you'll have to wait a little bit on him. He's going to basically be a signing day decision. Um, but Indiana's in great shape with him. Uh, you obviously got some Memphis guys on the team already. He's he's friends with Cam Jones, um, so you got a little bit of a connection there. Um, but he would obviously be a huge get, uh, really, really good uh, interior D lineman, which, you know, those those guys are not easy to find. Um, so, you know, if they're able to able to pull that off, that'd be great. Uh, Danielson Ike, who's from uh, Rockhurst High School in Kansas City, it's actually the high school, Brandon Shelby, the corners coach for the Hoosiers. Um, big, huge offensive tackle. He's an interesting story. He's from Nigeria, and I think he originally mm-hmm. – lived in Miami and, and moved up to Kansas City. He's, this is only his second year playing football. He played soccer in his native country, which I can't imagine playing soccer against a guy that size, but uh, he did it. Um, and, you know, he's he's a little raw because he's so new to the sport, but he's got a really high upside. You know, moves well, big guy. Um, just kind of has to learn some more of the nuances of the game and, and the technique and that kind of stuff, but um, you can bring him in. You can obviously redshirt him and you know work on uh, his his uh, technique and coaching him up. But he could be he could be a really good player. He's supposed to visit Michigan this weekend. Um, as far as I know, that's going to happen. Michigan though could be getting a sixth O lineman this week when Trevor Keegan makes his decision. So we'll see if they still bring him in. Uh, sixth lineman is an awful big class. Um, after that, got Nick Toomer, DB out of uh, Sandy Creek in Georgia. Um, I was close to winning him in June. Uh, he committed to Stanford. He's still committed to Stanford. They're trying to flip him. Um, There's a lot of confidence coming out of the visit. Uh, it's died down a little bit uh, in the last couple of days. It's, I'm not saying that they, it's it's gone sideways, but I think it's just it's been a little bit harder to flip him than you know, and not that it's easy to flip a kid from Stanford. Usually, when guys commit to Stanford, they stick with Stanford. But um, you know, they're they're doing everything they can. So you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Everett Cunningham, Juco DN, um, really good pass rusher from uh, East Mississippi. Um, if anybody watched the mm-hmm. show, was it Last Chance U? Um, put up good stats. They were the national champions this year at junior college level. Um, he had a great visit. He is scheduled to go to Central Florida this weekend, so there's some competition there. Um, you know, obviously it's one of those things you just have to kind of wait and see what happens with him. But um, you know, I know he really likes IU. And then last couple guys, Reggie Todd. Um, from another Juco, a guy from Mississippi. Uh, I think if they push for him, they'll get him, and I think they really like him. They may want to wait and see what happens if they get a feel for what happens with David Bell this week because um, they wanted to take three receivers, and they're getting tight on spots. But he's a guy that would be a really good player. Um, you know, Obviously, if you get Bell, then you're probably done a receiver, and you obviously have to pass on a good player like Todd, but um, you can't pass on David Bell, obviously. Um, and the guy I should have mentioned earlier, he's actually one of the top guys, Cameron Williams. The in-state linebacker from Andrian, um, he's Indiana's in the driver's seat from everything I'm hearing. I put in a crystal ball pick for him as, as Steve Waltfong and some others on 247. Um, he is scheduled to go to Purdue this week. I, I'm not, I have 
I'm assuming that's still on, but it won't be shocking to me if he doesn't make that visit. But I think Indiana's in great shape with Cam. Um, you know, really good. Could be a Husky. Could be an outside linebacker, the stinger position. Um, athletic guy. Um, you know, just a perfect fit for what Tom Allen's looking for on defense. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. I, you know, that, that's an impressive list. And I mentioned right before you came on uh, how good of a class this was looking like so far, particularly when you consider, uh, you know, the resources that I use dealing with from a football standpoint compared to the rest of the teams in the Big Ten. Uh, and, you know, looking at the uh, on-field results, which are not uh, ideal through Tom Allen's first two years. Not awful, but not uh, not where you want them. Uh, I think that's a very impressive list of guys to be bringing in at one weekend. Uh, I, you know, you mentioned Reggie Todd, and, and you can't pass a guy like David Bell. I completely agree with that, but it, it really would. Uh, I, I think if, if Reggie Todd is – uh, ready to commit to Indiana and uh, a guy that they can get, I'd hate to miss that on him because I, I look at uh, look at what I saw from his film uh, and what I know of him coming originally from uh, Mississippi State uh, after transfer from there. Um, you know, I look at Reggie Todd as a guy that could be the most talented receiver on the Indiana roster next season playing that, or do you think he has the chance to be a, an impact player right away for Indiana if they're able to haul him in? Oh, I agree. I, I mean, he's, I mean, he's obviously got, he's got great size. Um, what is he? Six, five, I believe. Um, yep. Uh, you know, six, five, but listen to six, five, two Oh three. Um, he was a basketball player. Um, and was a division one, uh, you know, level caliber player. Um, in fact, I think he committed to a basketball, uh, to a basketball offer before deciding to play football. Um, so, you know, you, you obviously got the athleticism there and all that kind of stuff, the ball skills, but yeah, I agree. Um, you know, to me, they're going to take David Bell no matter what. So if you take Reggie Todd, right. he pops tomorrow, you know, what, what's happened is somebody else, another position is going to get squeezed out of a spot and, and it's, that, you know, obviously, I mean, there's just no way you're going to do that. It's just the right thing to do, the smart thing to do. But I, I agree with you. I think, and I don't know how close Reggie is to a decision. I know IU is his, his leader all the way through um, yeah. up to this visit, and everything I heard is the visit went great. But and to me, if he's ready, if he's ready to pull the trigger, I man, you know, the old thing, a bird in hand. I, I I don't know how you say no. Yep, I would agree with that. Matt, go on. Forward, IU has a lot of holes to fill, uh, still a lot of, of roster management uh, to take care of that, you know, needs to be balanced out. What, what are the biggest needs uh, for IU the rest of the class? Well, obviously, you know, the one that everybody talks about, the quarterback, and they've had they've had one in, in uh, David Baldwin, uh, the lefty from uh, down in IMG. He's actually from California, but spent his senior year at uh, IMG. Um, for, you know, he was in Missouri last weekend. They're in good shape there. Um, it's just a little interesting to me that it just seems like they match up perfectly, but it hasn't happened. So, you know, you kind of wonder if, um, you know, they're waiting on something else. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that might be, but um, I, I know they're exhausting every avenue, not just, you know, like uh, regular traditional recruits like a David Baldwin, but – you know, I think they're monitoring the, monitoring the, tra- the uh, transfer market uh, as far as guys that could be available. Uh, that way, you know, I guess maybe grad transfers or even traditional transfers. So 
you know, I think we'll have some resolution this week on on or at least by by next week for sure. But I mean, they they will get a quarterback and they will get a quarterback um, in this in this early signing period. I will be shocked if that doesn't happen. I mean, I almost never say never, but I think there's no way that they don't get a quarterback in this early signing period. So that's a big one. They want to add another receiver. We talked about obviously Reggie Todd and David Bell. You know, uh, just go by position. Tight end, they're done. O line, they'd like to get three more guys. And one of the guys who did this weekend, I talked about Matthew Bedford. He's he's being wooed by some big programs. Mississippi State and South Carolina. I heard the visit went well. I heard there's you know I would say cautious optimism that he's going to stick. But until you get to signing day and you get that that you know the letter of intent back from him, you just don't know. But they want to add three more O line, but they got a couple coming in this weekend that I know about. Um, D line. Uh, they got a pretty good D-line group, but obviously you'd love to have a Christian Williams, but love to have uh, to add an Everett Cunningham. Um, so we'll, you know, obviously, you know, it's not a killer if you don't get those guys, but it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, it would be really nice to get them. Linebacker, it's Cam Williams, I think, are pretty much our bust. I mean, they've been talking to Cam Blount, who uh, spelled with a K, K-M Blount. He's committed to Maryland. He's from uh, over there in the Baltimore area. He could visit next month. That's what he's telling me. You know, if they get Cam Williams, my guess is they're done. Um, and then DB, I talked about Nick Toomer. Um, I don't think they're bringing in a safety this this weekend. So if they don't get Nick next week, um, then I think you you look at they'll probably bring in Jamal Hill from Georgia and uh, uh, Cecil Powell, who's from uh, Florida, South Florida. Those could be two guys that could be safety prospects that they'll bring in in January. Um, you know, corner, if they could add one more, I think they'd love to add MJ Devonshire from uh, Aliquippa, which is right outside Pittsburgh. Um but it's not a huge need. They got two good ones, and uh, I mean Taiwan Mullen and Larry Tracy. So anything is just—it's really if you have an open spot and you, you basically it's kind of like the NFL draft. You should draft best available instead of for need. Well, in recruiting, take best available players. You get MJ Devonshire late in January, and you take him and, and and be happy with it. Yeah, going back to the yep. to the quarter quarterback uh, position, if they do get a transfer, uh, a grad transfer, is that kind of signaling, you know, maybe how they feel about Michael Penix's knee or Peyton Ramsey's, uh, you know, future going forward uh, with you. No, I think, I mean, the one thing about recruiting, you're just trying to, you're trying to get, you're trying to get great players. You know, I had a coach tell me, you know, the best way to, you know, the, the, well, the, the way to keep, to be a great program and to be consistently great is you try to recruit players that are better than what you've got. So, I mean, they've, I, you've got, you know, Stevie Scott was terrific. He's one of the best freshman running backs in the country. They're trying to go out and get a guy, and they got two guys who may be better than him. I mean, as good as Stevie Scott was, Samson James and Ivory Leonard might be better. Um, and that's saying a lot, but that's what you're trying to do. So they need a third quarterback. They're just trying to get the best guy they can get, whether that be a traditional guy, transfer. I don't, you know, if they get a transfer, whatever kind of transfer that may be, I don't think it's really an indictment on those guys. I think it's just we need another guy. We, they, you need more competition. Competition is how you get better. Um, you know, they don't, they've got decent competition. They, they need another guy. You need a third guy who can push the first two. Um, and, you know, that's what they're trying to get. And, you know, to me, it's not really doesn't say anything about what they have. It's just more about what they need. They just need they need more talent at that position because you know we saw what happened this year. Guys get injured, um, and you're kind of stuck, and you're and you're in a bad spot. And if the guy's not playing well, you don't really have any recourse as far as going to somebody else. And then going going forward, uh, we've seen some attrition. You, you saw Austin Dorf announced that he's transferring. Uh, Devondre Love went through uh, senior day. 
and it's called uh, his career over due to injuries and and things like that. I believe Isaac James was the other uh, redshirt junior to go through uh, senior day activities. Do you expect any more attrition from IU that could open up some spots uh, in the recruiting class and especially for some early enrollees? Uh, And you could answer that second part last, uh, you know, how many early, early enrollees uh, should IU fans expect uh, this uh, this period? Well, by my scholarship count, which is obviously unofficial and may not be accurate, but I, I have them with I have them with six more openings. I got 17 commits. I have them with being able to take, uh, and that's because they have right now 79 guys on the roster. They're, I've heard that they're going to sign a full class of 25. So there's obviously going to be or has been attrition that we just don't know about. So that wouldn't shock me. I mean, I think there's a few guys that are probably going to move on for whatever reason, lack of playing time, whatever it may be. Um, who that who that will be, uh, I, you know, it, we'll have to wait and see when they when that gets announced. Um, as far as early enrollees, Samson James will be one. Um, Larry Tracy uh, will be an early enrollee. Um, uh, Matthew Bedford will be an early enrollee. Um, Michael Kadick, the old lineman from Pennsylvania, will be an early enrollee. Kervis Bonhomme, the linebacker from down in uh, Florida. He's from Canada, but he went to high school down in Florida. Um, he told me uh, – I hadn't had any check-in with him, but the last time I told him he was trying to find out if he's going to be. He wants to be, um, but that's his plan. I'm not for sure on him, so he's kind of up in the air. And then the other one is CO. And I'm not going to try to say his last name, but we know he is the big D tackle, the Samoan kid, from, who's also from uh, down at the same school as Kervin. Um, he is he is on course as far as I know to be an early enrollee, and that's a big one because they need interior D linemen. And then if you get yep. like an Everett Cunningham, if you get a Reggie Todd, um, you know, and then depending on what you how you how what kind of what quarterback you get, I don't think David. I'm not sure if David Baldwin. Let's say they get him. I'm not sure if he's a mid year guy. Um, I haven't checked on that, and that's on, I should I apologize for that, but they. They, uh, I would assume that a quarterback has a good chance he'll be a mid-year enrollee. I think they can probably take, I mean, looking at the roster and all the fifth-year guys they had, they should be able to get around eight or nine mid-year enrollees. I'm not sure how many I named off, maybe half a dozen. So they still should have room for a couple more. Um, if you're able to land like a Jay Williams, the Juco Taka, who's really kind of blown up, I mean, it's going to be tough, but if you could land him, he would be a mid-year enrollee. There's a chance Blake Beatier, Beatier, I think that's how you say his name, uh, from Snow College, he's a Juco alignment. There's a chance he could visit this weekend. I think Mizzou's the other option for him. Um, but he would be an early enrollee, a mid-year guy. So there's going to be – there's I think there's going to be a good number of guys, two faces for spring ball in this signing class. And a lot of them are guys that I think they will and they, they need to be able to play right away. Yeah. Yeah, there's, Matt, go ahead, TJ. Yeah, one question that I had, uh, you know, we'll talk about this more, you know, as signing day happens or afterwards, but, you know, of the guys that Indiana has signed, uh, you know, you could either take this as, you know, what positions they need most uh, that are, the guys are going to help or just what players you think are in best position because of their talent uh, to, to help Indiana in 2019. Uh, you know, we saw in, an impact guys, on the field uh, in 2018, Stevie Scott's obviously the big one that stands out, but there were other for the Hoosiers, uh, an under-the-radar guy like Micah McFadden comes to mind. So, you know, who are a few guys that you look at and say, uh, you know, that's a really big get, not just for long-term, but right away for Indiana's program? 
Um, well, to me, when I look, when I when I kind of project forward for that, the first thing I look at is you mentioned it. Where's where's your biggest need? So when you look on offense, yep. presumably all the receivers will be back, but you could probably use you could you know you lose Timmy and, and Jay Sean, who were slot guys. You got Watt back, but maybe a little depth there. Um, so you look at you know maybe could a receiver could you could a receiver, obviously if you get Reggie Todd, he's playing. I mean he's a JUCO, he's playing. So that would be a guy uh, as far as commit. You know, Jordan Jakes might be a guy you might want to – he plays the red shirt. Deshaun Brown's really – their most recent commit is uh, interesting. He hasn't played receiver, but he's a dynamic guy, kind of like a Reese Taylor. So, can you get up to speed quick enough to help him? I mean, I think he, he could help him if he can get up to speed quick enough. Um, you know, O-line, they're going to have some losses if you get if you get a Juco. Obviously, you would expect him to be plugged in. If you, you hold on to Matthew Bedford, it's tough to play early on the O-line. I think we all know that. But Bedford's going to be a, a mid-year guy. He's going to have the extra time to get uh, bigger and stronger and then also practice. I'm not saying he'll start, but he may be pushes for the two deep. Maybe he gets in the mix. Um, you know, if wow. you get a quarterback. You know, if you get a quarterback, he could be in running back. As good as Samson James and Ivory Winters are, I think it will be tough to get on the field, but it's not, it's not out of the question. Um, I think they both have a chance. Um, you know, tight end. Um, Gary Cooper, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have some decent guys at tight end. My guess is he's probably a four-game guy maybe. You know, you see him for four games and he's a red shirt. Defensively, D-tackle. You know, I mentioned CEO. Um, you know, I think Bo Robbins has a really good chance to play right away. Taiwan Moe in a corner. They're pretty deep a corner, but I think Taiwan Moe is special. I mean, you asked about guys who stand out. He stands out to me. I think this kid is South Florida. He's got that. He knows how to play the game. He's got all the athleticism and all that kind of stuff. He needs to get a little bit bigger. But I mean, his his feet are really really impressive. Um, his just the way he plays the position, and then Cam Williams. If you add him, um, I think and, and linebacker they got a lot of good guys there. But I think Cam Williams is a guy that gets on the field kind of like Cam Jones did this year, um, because he's just he brings that athleticism that they have. I like Dorian Jones. I like Curvin's Barnum. I mean, there's you know on defense they're gonna play a lot of guys. It wouldn't shock me if you see some of these guys get onto special teams too. But off the top of my head, those are some of the guys that I think. Um, have a chance to really come in and, and, and make an impact early on. Thanks, Matt. We've got, um, you know, one more weekend before the early signing period uh, coming up. According to, uh, you know, the 247 website, it looks like Jeremy Passer, uh and a couple others are visiting this weekend. Any uh, your visitors heading to IU this weekend? Yeah, right now, we've. I mean, what I can – for sure, no. Is um, Jamie Simmons? There's been a story on him. He's a he's a big tackle out of Alabama. Kind of kind of come on here late. I don't know if he had, he visited UAB last weekend. He's supposed to go to Nebraska this weekend. I'm not sure what happened there, but I don't know if they canceled the visit or he changed it. He hasn't been offered by IU, which is unusual for a guy to visit when he doesn't have an offer, especially this late in the recruiting cycle. But he's a big, you know, six five two seventy. They're looking for tackles. I would assume if he visits, they offer. Um, you know, I'm still trying to get some information on him because he's such a new name, but he's intriguing. Obviously, Jeremy Passmore is that he's been committed for a long time. He's one of their rock solid guys. He just hasn't had a chance to visit because his team played in the state championship that was this past weekend, so all of his weekends were full. And then Antoine Whitner uh, confirmed that today. Actually, if you guys remember Josiah Sears, former IU fullback, um, he's the uh, O coordinator down at IMG and uh, uh, tested with Josiah, and, and he confirmed that Antoine's visiting. He's a, you know, he's listed as a D tackle or two four seven. He could play O line. I think they'll just bring him in, kind of like they did with Britt Berry. Bring him in and see where he fits best. Maybe it's D tackle, maybe it's offensive guard. But he's a he's a big you know big kid, got some athleticism. 
uh, one of those guys where he's just got a good body and, and you just kind of good frame and you kind of figure out where he plays once you get him on campus. There could be a couple. I mentioned Blake. Uh, I think it's Fade here. I, I could be saying that wrong. The kid from Snow College out in uh, in Utah. He's a JUCO. Um, you know, he's a, he obviously he's a guy that if you get him, you're obviously looking to him to play right away. Uh, I think it's between IU and Missouri whether he visits. I'm not sure where he's going to go yet, but those are uh, those are the names. Like, it's not going to be a huge weekend. It's going to be kind of like that first weekend um, after the Purdue game where it was like four or five guys. It'll probably be about the same this weekend. Um, you know, they've got their guys lined up. And then in January, I think they'll still have a few spots left, and you'll see some uh, some visitors come in January as well. All right. Thanks, Matt, for joining us uh, this evening. And, you know, good luck with uh, covering recruiting here. It's gonna. Uh, we, we all know that uh, these signing days, it's it, you put a lot of work, and we appreciate it. We appreciate you taking the time to to jump on with us, and uh, thank you very much. Okay, thanks guys. Take care. Have a, a good, a nice, a happy anniversary, though, TJ. Yep. Thanks a lot, Matt. Okay, see you guys. All right, that is Matt from with great stuff as. Uh, usual, the early yep. period uh, start date is December 19th. It's a three-day period. It's um, the 21st, uh, I believe, and I have uh, full coverage on it. You know, Indiana uh, has 17 minutes right now. A handful of them uh, have made it clear that they're signing uh, at that early signing period on, on social media, so we'll see. It's, it's a class right now that is ranked 40th nationally, 10th in the Big Ten, that if they could add some of these pieces that we were talking about, uh, could uh, leap up into that top 40, uh, maybe even higher into the top 35 and, and into the, the middle part, uh, upper middle part of that Big Ten, uh, the 14-team Big Ten, but into that uh, mess at, at there. You have a lot of changes this this pursuit recruiting cycle is going to be really interesting in the big ten you have urban Myers stepping down uh for health reasons and and other reasons and you know who knows where he, he says he's done coaching but I, i'd not be shocked if he's at usc or somewhere else in the next couple of years uh because that's sure. just how he comes off but uh yeah mike Loxley at at maryland uh new new head coach there uh just named and how the recruiting uh, sphere is going to react to that. Rutgers is bringing back Chris Ash in a move that's, you know, it's interesting to watch because they bottomed out this year 1-11. And, and uh, you know, we'll see what the, they do. And then you have uh, Michigan State, Michigan, and, and Penn State, of course. In the East. And then uh, in the West, you have Jeff Brom coming back at, at Purdue. And, you know, Iowa or Nebraska has another year – a full year with Scott Frost doing recruiting instead of recruiting for, for Nebraska and, and coaching UCF and, and things like that. So it'll be interesting to watch how the Big Ten shakes out during signing day. Uh, TJ, any final thoughts? No, like I said earlier, I think it's an impressive class so far, but obviously the goal, uh, you know, it's closing time here for uh, for the recruiting class. So hopefully Indiana's able to finish strong, uh, keep everyone they got. I know Bedford is kind of the one that um, is considered the potential flip. Matt mentioned that. Uh, so hopefully he, he stays on because I, I know they really like his potential uh, as an offensive lineman. Um, 
you know, keep everybody you got and then add a add another six or seven. Um, and if Indiana really does bring in a full class of 25, uh, if the guys that we are talking about today are the ones that get added to this class, uh, you know, that's the best class on paper that Indiana's had uh, in any recent memory. So very exciting, uh, certainly. And, you know, it, it is just recruiting. And, uh, you know, it's certainly true that some of these guys will not uh, ever have an on-field impact, but some of them definitely will. This is how you build your program. It's how you build your team. Uh, and getting the cl- best class on paper is the goal. So, um, so far, so good that this recruiting cycle, uh, hopefully Indiana can finish strong. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, star rankings and, and rankings like that is, or something that is hotly debated whether they matter or not. Um, it, it's definitely a mix of how much you could bring in and then how, how well your coaching staff sure. develops that talent. And we saw guys from last year. We mentioned Stevie Scott uh, from last year who, you know, have have been late ads and kind of been sleepers that have risen up and have have had great years. Uh, Marcelino Ball was one of those guys coming in a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's fun to see and, and guess who – be that guy, uh, you know, coming in, uh, you know, you'd hope it's Sam James uh, coming in, but he's not going to be a sleeper. He's the highest rated uh, he has uh, on, on on their board right now. But, you know, maybe some of these other guys who, who were either under-recruited or overlooked and things like that, that maybe they have a great fall and a great spring. And that's always the, to me, the most fun part of watching the, these new guys guys come in uh, and see how they take to college coaching. So that does it tonight's show. TJ, thanks for joining me. Uh, and again, shout out to Matt Weir for, for joining us. Enjoy your anniversary. Uh, hopefully we didn't uh, put you in the doghouse too far uh, for doing this uh-huh. tonight. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and we, uh, we'll... we, don't get to, we don't get to celebrate during the week. So no problem. All right. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy that. We'll be back on here, uh, you know, around bowl season to talk about college football yep. playoff and things like that. So we'll keep the podcast rolling throughout the off season and uh, keep talking college football. So thank you, TJ. Yep. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. That does it for tonight's episode of the Hoosier Huddle podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Uh, it's HoosierHuddle.com as well. Uh, the holiday season coming up, I'd like to remind people that we do uh, have affiliate ads that help us out and help support us. Vintage Brands has some awesome gifts for the sports fans in your family. They have all these vintage posters, coasters, canvases, t-shirts, hats, of all sports, pro, uh, college, lots of cool teams, uh, and and it's like that, lots of lots of fun items. So check that out if you have a sports fan in your family. And Amazon, we have an affiliate ad with them. If you're looking for anything on Amazon, just click one of our Amazon ads in our articles. It'll take you to Amazon. Uh, you get a kickback from that, and, and it helps us run the site, keep the site free for folks, and uh, and more. So that's our December, uh, December update. We have signing day in eight days. We'll have all your signing day 
coverage coming up on December 19th. We'll have somebody down in Bloomington uh, for the coverage down there as well. So thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your night. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.